So this is the bonus episode. We just finished watching the last Testament. Some pretty heavy stuff, man. <laughs> it's just, oh. it's the story. It's the story all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's what hits. It's what hits. And it's always going to hit no matter what. When it comes to this story, when it comes to Ricky, and when it comes to just his tragic ending, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. So the movie's like, what, about an hour and a half? Hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. And the first entire hour yeah. is pretty much an exact reenactment of Ricky Rodriguez's original Last, Last Testament. Testament. <laughs> and it was just very well done. It felt natural, definitely. And the actor... I didn't write it down. What's his name? Dominic Alessia, I think. He did a great job for sure. Yeah, he did. Very real. Yes. I thought that was a really interesting point that you were making. You can just make it. <laughs> so for us, Jemima and I and many of our fellow ex-member friends that we know, Ricky Rodriguez was someone that we grew up knowing, as we talked about. In our last podcast, yeah, most of us felt a very intimate connection with him in some way. So when this whole story first unfolded and Ricky did this video and it went out, it was like yeah, watching dagger sink into your heart. It was that painful. And it was so real and forceful of everything that, you know, like you thought or you wished or you breathed in the things you've gone through as a victim of abuse, especially childhood abuse. And so I think just seeing it reenacted in such a very precise way and in a very well done way for someone like us who knew him or who knew the story, it didn't hit quite as painfully, I think is the right word to use. It didn't hit quite as painfully as like actually seeing Ricky's real actual video that he put out. But the story itself is still a very tragic story. And we watched it with Jemima's daughter, uh, Michaela, who, although she knows our past and she knows Jemima's past, she doesn't have that same intimate connection with Ricky that we do. And the movie hit her very hard. She, yeah, it was very emotional. It was very intense. It was just an interesting thing for us to see it in that way, I think. Okay. <laughs> it was like a it, it was like an, an experiment almost because you're watching it on the one hand as someone who knows the story intimately and knows the person intimately. And then also watching it as someone else who didn't know the story and doesn't know the person and how they saw it. And so it, it, yeah, it was a very interesting, like we were saying, it was well done, but it was also, it felt more observational, I think. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it was. Yes. It it felt more observational than an experience. And that's only because we know the story. That one is just so real for us, but as a reenactment of the story and of everything that happened, it was spot on, really yeah. well done. Fantastic. Nothing exaggerated at nope. all, nothing sensationalized, nope. but because exactly like Anthony said to, to us, the story itself is... You don't is, have to. You, know, you as, do not have to. Tragic and it's as <laughs> It's about as sad as you can get. Yeah. Shit. I think what struck me though this time too, and again, because I think I was watching it a little bit more observationally rather than emotionally. When I watched Ricky's video, I was a little bit surprised at how much he did talk about suicide. And that yeah. was a little bit like, oh, hey, now let's not give too many tips on how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that really stood out to me was about how early he was suicidal. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of us 
really were. Oh, absolutely. From very early yeah, on. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. I remember being like 15 and laying in my bed. Dude, I just want to die. Oh, yeah. For me, it was much earlier. <laughs> no, but I, I'm sure it was. But yeah. that's my my like. That's your memory. My yeah. boldest memory of yeah. it. Yeah. Was because I was like, oh, God, I'm having so many doubts. This is really the devil. But <laughs> that was a huge emotional night for me. And, and then also the thing he said about the seclusion, because that's something I think a lot of people don't really take into account very much is how much they were secluded as children from other children. It was almost all adults living with them. You mean Ricky's it, it, yeah. it precise growing experience? Up. Yeah, yes. yes, growing up as Ricky and Davida. But growing, yeah, think about them. They only had each other and even each other they were very like they've removed especially ricky yeah and there was only a handful of kids that ever came and went um, very few and when they did it was under the most horrific circumstances whether it was like meanie mary or the teen training like the whole thing i think that's why like this time it stood out to me a little bit more just how much he did talk about it Whereas when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, I was just like going along with, yes, this is our experience. Whereas this time watching it reenacted, I was like, oh, wow, he actually really did get into the details of that. And so, yeah, it is heavy and intense in that sense. And like I was saying, probably not even just us as specifically experiencing abuse in a cult, but a person who has been through like such horrific childhood experiences like that. It's just too much, you know? Yeah. And it's as simple as that. At that point, I don't think that's even connected to to depression because I remember being younger. Like it wasn't like I had this feeling of like, I'm so depressed. Life is terrible. Why am I here? It wasn't those kind of feelings. It was absolutely like... This sucks so fucking bad. I don't want to be alive anymore. And it was that it wasn't connected to depression. I think early on, at least. Yeah. That's how I remember it. <laughs> but yeah, no matter what, it's, it is it is heartbreaking. And it's hard for anybody to really understand too, because there's no basis for what it's like to grow up in the children of God cult, because there was no before there is no after it was all by itself. Yeah. It really? Was, it's, it was a standalone. And we were talking about though, at the same time, so many of those experiences are standalones. Like anybody that grew up in the branch Davidians, there's right. that, they're, that they are having a singular experience exactly. or, or the Jehovah's Witnesses yeah, or, the, or the, or the child rides out in the right. middle of, America somewhere. And this is where complex PTSD comes in to play is because anybody that's in a situation where you are being abused and at the same time being rendered powerless, those two things combined is what brings this sort of tragicness and this sort of just terribleness. And it's not even... didn't say terribleness. That's a terrible word. Uh, Terribleness. (laughs) But but yet it's an extra complicatedness or an extra factor, I think, that comes into play when you talk about abuse, childhood abuse, is that powerlessness tacked onto the abuse and how isolating that is. Because there's nowhere you feel safe and you feel like you can't escape and you're being thrown away at the same time. And this uh, movie, The Last Testament, I think the reenactment of it, the video was a a good proportion of the movie and it was reenacted very well and very precisely. The last half an hour of it was a little bit more storitized than we've seen it before. And I think 
tour right there at the end was I was just yeah. I was hit again. Just that, like, yeah, wow. that's what really got that me. That really was just did. the end with oh fuck the floodgates just, just broke loose. I was just like oh my god. Yeah, just like you see that absolute aloneness. Yeah, know, just absolute. Aloneness. Yeah, and that yeah. just that really does actually that does break your heart. But then you were saying the end. I don't want to say what it is because then it's giving it away. But I, I will say what I felt about it was that it was a call to arms. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how come nobody's been dead? What's going on? Somebody should do something. Really. <laughs> I think one thing that wasn't expecting to feel is I just, I feel a little bit honored that someone outside, completely outside of our experience, completely yeah. outside of something that is actually unusual, which is growing up in a cult, yeah. being born into, grown up, raised in a cult. It's not that it's com- no, never happens, but it's a more rare experience than some of the more like regular family day to day type of experiences that might happen out there. And that someone saw that and created something to tell that story. Like I felt honored. I was like, wow, it's like somebody looked in and saw this and said, wow, ow, like how horrible. And then did this. It's it's a story that needs to be told. More people need to know. That's how we can honor his legacy. The other thing I think that I do actually like about it being made into a movie is that because it's a story that's being told, it doesn't necessarily ask you to make a judgment on right. it. You, like, right. it's not asking you for a moral opinion right. <laughs> on whether what he was doing was right or what was wrong. It was like, here is this story. This is a person's experience. This is the emotions. This is what he felt and what drove him to do what he did. And I think that when this happened, and from the time it happened, and then from there on out, the conversations that most of us had have had around it have been that moral clause of was it right can we blame him are we supposed to applaud what he did like all those questions but watching it just as a story as a movie being made it it, it didn't ask you to answer those at all and i think that was also another interesting like observational sort of feeling of this isn't a judgment call mm-hmm. at all it's the truth of what someone felt <laughs> driven to yeah it's sad that's sad it breaks my heart that he felt that way. I mean, yeah. but I know that he felt like this was something that he could do that would make a difference. And it did. It was huge. You, yeah. At the end of the day, you, he was successful. In, exactly. In, in doing what he wanted to do, which was bring down. Take him down. Because <laughs> now they were completely yeah. online now. Yeah, yeah. Although, and there's only fourteen hundred of them, something like that. Yeah. So there was so, like there was like a lot. This was a huge. I think it was a huge wake up call. Oh yeah, the ripple effect of that throughout the ex, the second generation born into the cult. That was just immense. That was just extremely hard hitting. And yeah, you're right. So, although there hasn't been any justice. No. Aside from the few that we talked about with the children of the cult, right? we heard a couple of situations in, in Scotland, but by and large of the thousands and thousands of children born into this cult and the <laughs> child abuse across the board in every form, there has been no justice. No one brought. No. But what Ricky did was cut them off at their knees. Yeah. 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 But like he said, 
when Angela's dying. She just looks so fucking confused. Yeah. That's funny because that's exactly what I heard from Alexia. That's exactly what she told me that he said. That Rick said, yes. Yeah. yeah. That 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 she just she didn't even know. She didn't even know. And yeah. it's like for us, you're ruining our life. Yeah. And for them, it's just another fucking Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad that it's sad that they can't understand the pain that they're causing. It brings that up just again that that question that we all sit with constantly is can you heal can you move forward when you have not gotten an apology especially not a sincere one right from your abusers can you move on can you grow and can you walk away from the past and find healing without forgiving your abuser like i mean those are really good questions and We do talk about it. I think a lot of people talk about it. But without some really deep, serious soul searching, the person who does the abusing is never going to, never on any level, going to understand the extent of the pain and that they've inflicted on someone else. Because exactly like you said, it was for them, they were just going about their week. And for you, it was devastating you. That does continue to, I think, hurt. It does. It really does. It hurts a lot. The very precise reenactment of it, I was actually not expecting to where there was, I guess, inner circle dialogue, verbiage that only people that really grew up in the children of God would use, such as family kids, <laughs> systemites. That's a little bit that, that you hear here and there, but definitely it, there was... It was like, okay, here's the story and you guys just ride with it because we're not going to explain to you what these words mean or even what happened. And there was, yeah, there was like no, there was no, it started right from the start of Ricky's video. That's the start. There was no lead up to necessarily telling any type of story. It didn't even, it didn't get into the story of the Davidito book and all of that. Which was interesting because the director did say he heard the story first from the last podcast on the left. They made a big deal about his upbringing and the history of it all. And so it was interesting that it was actually, it just started, boom, (laughs) here's where we're at. (laughs) Right here. There was not, yeah. He probably just felt, okay, this story hasn't been told, so I'm going to tell it. I don't know. Because a lot of people have talked about all the other aspects and stuff, but... Nobody's really talked about that much. It was a thing in the news for a short while, but it didn't really get the coverage that it deserved. Yeah. And I think that's a good point for anybody that's gone through trauma is people want to hear about the trauma, but they don't want to hear about the after effects. They don't want to hear the after story. They don't want to hear whether it's good or bad. If it's good, if you had this horrible trauma and then you went on and made something of your life or overcame, most people are too bored to listen to that. Or if it's bad, like people are like, I don't want to be faced with the tragedy of how another human being's horror against another human being. 
you know, happens all around me and is destroying people's lives for whatever, whether it's good or bad on whatever side, people just don't want to hear about it. They want to hear the trauma. Tell us the story. Tell us, give us the blood, give us the guts, give us the sex, give us. (laughs) Right. But what about after? So I think you're absolutely right in, in that the story that needed to be told was here's the after. Right. Yeah, exactly. Here's what you caused. Yeah. It's sad. Very sad. Hopefully it raises awareness and more people will see it. And yeah, it's, and it's out there now. So that's. <laughs> yep. So if people look for it, like Google Ricky Rodriguez or something, it'll probably come up. Yes. Yeah. There's the information on the cult is really out there a lot. Mm-hmm. But this is a really good story of the after. Yeah, exactly. Because that people don't want to. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. We didn't. We're just going to leave you here. Okay. That's what happened. But. Yeah. Because when you do, as far as in our, like our particular cult, the Children of God cult, there's a few like famous people that were born into the cult and they left when they were younger, but, or they got their parents took them out when they're much younger, but most notably the, the Phoenix kids, River Phoenix, Yohai Kim Phoenix, and then also Rose McGowan. And, and now that their past has been in, it's become more common knowledge than it used to be. I see that. I see those discussions around social media now, like, oh, there's Rose McGowan out there doing something absolutely insane. Oh, it's because she was so damaged. And that's that's a conversation that people start having is, is, is if they want to like, like tag tack on these. Oh, that's just the crazy. That's the damage. But I guess that's just a question moving forward that we just keep asking ourselves is what is that next step? Like, how do we stop it from ending? this way yeah like you said everyone that speaks up is a soldier (laughs) absolutely yeah so keep speaking up yeah and and i know i'm always encouraged um when i hear someone's story not one of our not someone from necessarily my cult but like from someone else's maybe like you said jehovah's witness or even just some of the survivors that we meet and the things that they've been through it just the more that we can remind each other of our stories and of the power that we've taken back, we will prevent so many <laughs> more Ricky Rodriguez stories from ending tragically the way that Ricky's did. Exactly. That's the goal. The best way to do that is to keep speaking up. <laughs> right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, like for you, would you recommend it a watch for... Okay. Would you recommend it as a watch for like just your everyday person? And would you also, would you recommend it as a watch for someone that was born and raised in the children of God? I would recommend it for both. Yeah. Just be prepared to hear a very sad story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the reason why is because firstly, he makes a lot of really good points Secondly, Ricky, like in his move, in his video, which yes. they completely say the whole thing. <laughs> yes. So he makes a lot of really good points. Yes. Things that people should hear and things that people should consider. And also it's, it really helps you to put yourself to really visualize what he went through because yeah. before sometimes, sometimes people have a hard time thinking about what, so what were the, the steps after mm-hmm. the video and yeah. 
you're just okay. Here's the video. And now he's gone. The end is yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's nice to bridge that gap in between a little bit, really, because I feel like they did it very, like you said, accurately, very accurately. Mm -hmm. I talked to Alexia. She called me right afterwards. Yes. Because I was a very close friend of hers Mm -hmm. at that point in time. Yes. And Leah and I were in Whistler Mm -hmm. when it happened. And so she left us a voicemail. We got back the next day. And of course, we went straight over to her apartment and she told us the whole entire story. Yeah. So it was, it was very accurately. Yeah, it was yeah. sad because it was everything that I remembered her saying. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know, helps to really feel his feelings, at least on some level. Yeah, I would say the same thing too. Like I, I would recommend it, but yeah, we <laughs> be prepared also. So for anyone, just for anyone who maybe hasn't had much experience or exposure to childhood abuse, whether it's from a cult or from a parent or from whatever it might be, it still is a good thing to watch and as tragic as it is, because the message that comes through and that is really important is the damage that this does. Yep. The damage that people are left with. When that message is out there, when people are thinking about that, it's the consequences of the actions. And if people can't visualize the consequences, it remains like an ambiguous type of a thing. Whereas this was like, here's the consequences. For anyone that was born into the cult, the same cult that Ricky was, I would actually recommend it for a slightly different reason. And that is because I would bet (laughs) that... There's quite a few of us who actually never watched the whole thing from start to finish. The Ricky's actual True. video, because it's an hour long. Right. <laughs> and there was a news documentary that was done around that time that it happened. Yes. And they picked the main highlights, the main right. clips. And that's what's often played from there on out is those highlighted clips. But when you see the whole story from start to finish and everything that he said, I think there was just... There was that connection to not just his anger, but that super simple humanness. Like when he's like, I like what I love movies because I didn't get to have very many of them. And it's just, he sounded like a five-year-old kid just yeah. talking about when I grow up. And I think that's something that we can be more <laughs> conscious of, that it's okay to have both anger and sadness and hopes and dreams and it was like that was also sad too because he's like he's sitting there planning to die but yet still talking about how he wishes things that he wishes he could have sitting around and having a beer with his you know friends and the simplest of little wishes and hopes and that kind of struck me too is that a lot of us might think that the entire video was just like this rampage it's a it's a lot it is a lot it's a lot to take in it is a lot to take in but also you do have that that observational (laughs) aspect of it as well that it's also not necessarily might devastate you or send you to bed for a week (laughs) i don't know It's it's hard to say yeah it might yeah i'm just sad Think yeah. about the movies we went to together. Yeah, with Ricky. Uh, That's what he always wanted to do is go to the movies. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. That's so sweet. He did. It was his favorite thing. We had one of my birthdays at the park. I think mm-hmm. it was 2001 summer. I was turning 29. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 29. Because it was just shortly after I had left. Yeah. So I was having my 29th birthday and we dropped part of it on the floor. That's two of my birthdays where my cake got dropped on the floor. Or at least part of my cake got dropped on the floor. Both times my fault, of course. 
So that's our take on the Last Testament, Anthony Catalano's Last Testament. It was beautiful and well-acted and extremely heartbreaking all at the same time. So thank you all for listening to this little bonus episode, and then we'll finish telling the story about the birthday cake in the next real episode. So I hope to see you there. And let's always honor Ricky's legacy by never stopping speaking out. We should never quit talking about it because that is what gives them the power. And we can't do that. We have to honor him. We have to. He literally gave his life for us. That's at least the way that I see it. The next episode will have much more levity than this one did. This is really not an episode. It's just a little bonus thing. Kind of a review of The Last Testament. 